1: Professional football, Canton,
2: Ohio. Hello, and welcome to another College of Canton podcast. I'm your host Travis May, and uh, you, I'm joined today by my co-host Stay Funlico. You can find me on Twitter at ff underscore Travis M or X whatever it is. I'm never calling it X; it's just not going to happen. <laughs> and you can find uh, Stay Fun at Stay Funlico on uh, the Dead Bird site. And uh, yeah, uh, we're just here to talk about some uh college football players uh, that are about to break out this fall some players that are uh, going too early too late in drafts we're seeing for all of our fun fantasy football leagues that where you can actually start or roster college players uh and i know that uh you know by the time the show is out the hall of fame game will already be in the books it's crazy that football is already back we're here i'm ready for it not necessarily ready for just you know the jets browns <laughs> that's not really the matchup that gets me going but hey any football is, is football so Glad to have that back and just cannot wait and cannot believe that uh, college football is just a few weeks away as well. Camp's going. We're already seeing a bunch of depth, depth charts coming out. It's it's an exciting time of the year. fun. what are you most excited about right now as we head into real football?
1: Um, Quinn, yours getting, officially getting the job.
2: No more <laughs> that's, shenanigans that's and That's what the, malarkey. the most... The most exciting. That's, that's, yeah. that's what you're most. Here's okay. why.
1: Here's why. So I was in the Netherlands for the last like two weeks. And obviously no one cares about college football there or the NFL. There very few people, I should say. <laughs> Some of our listeners are actually um, European. So uh, shout out to all of you. But um, so then <laughs> yeah. coming back, like it being like uh, like people reporting to camp and all that stuff right as I came in and then Joe Burrow got injured. And all of a sudden my Twitter timeline was like, You'd scroll for like 10 minutes. And it was the same clip with the same, oh, no, God, take my leg instead. And I was like, God damn it. I'm so ready for football to start. (laughs) This is the worst time of year. This time, like, we had all the draft hype. And then us really big nerds get to do best ball stuff and do Debbie drafts. But now when everyone else is coming back online and we just have to see these clickbait articles and all this crap, I'm just – I need it to start, and not preseason either. So that's why Quinn Ewers <laughs> getting the getting the nod out of the spring game is just good for everyone. We don't have to sit and talk about Arch Manning or Malik Murphy or whatever. It's just Quinn's job, and it's going to be fantastic. Um, speaking of players that I'm really high on, he is he is my wide wide receiver. He is my quarterback three <laughs> um, heading into the year. So um, I think Quinn Ewers is going to have a phenomenal season. I'm really excited. Did you see any of the highlights? Of the Texas Spring Game,
2: yeah, yeah, I, I did, and uh, I mean, a lot of people back in the spring actually got pumped about uh, Malik Murphy, even just because, oh of, yeah, like, yeah, his, yeah, his potential. And so uh, it's been interesting just to see people kind of talk about that that uh, quarterback room and that that team as a whole this offseason. I mean, I, I, basically nonstop. I just ingest as much uh, college football media as I possibly can, just to get every single angle uh, and every take and every insider piece of information that I possibly can, and there. People are all over the place in terms of uh, what uh, that team is going to look like exactly. Like who who's going to be the most productive here and there at, at running back or, uh, or even like the the wide receiver two or three. Who's going to be that type of player? Um, and some different differing takes in terms of how good the quarterback room is. Like right now, like are they yeah. good enough to be to warrant the, the hype that they're getting yet again? Uh, but I think they're they're going to be a lot of fun. One of the best. I think you and I are on the same page. They're gonna be one of the what top five, seven offenses in the country if everything actually clicks like we think it's going to.
1: As far as like from the real schools, yeah. Like as far as offenses that matter, yeah, they're gonna be up there. And dude, Xavier Worthy looks clean, he looks ready to go. I like the depth in the running back room too. Like we're going to talk about players we keep drafting. Uh, one yeah. of them is in that backfield. I think uh, there's just a lot of depth. Uh, from what I hear, I'm not like a in-the-trenches guy, but um, my source in Austin tells me um, that the <laughs> offensive line, uh, there's a lot of depth there as well, which is really good. So they nice. should have one of the best lines in the country, which, I mean, that's all you can ask for, right? Like if you have a strong offensive line, um, depth that running back, a phenomenal wide receiver and a quarterback room like theirs, yeah, you should be one of the best offenses in the country.
2: Absolutely. uh So that 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 I mean, we could talk about them. For and Sark,
1: part. baby, Sark <laughs> is fun too. We can't forget about him.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Well, I I guess we could talk about some of the players that we think are going to break out there, and some players that we're higher on in that offense before we kind of talk about some of the freshmen and our, our our actual draft where we're identifying some players who. We keep on finding ourselves drafting and, and you know, might be higher on or lower on than consensus that we think could uh, be interesting players to watch this fall. But uh, that particular situation, it, Xavier Worthy is going to be, uh, as I continue to aggregate uh, a bunch of mock drafts uh, just for the, the day job uh, and to, you know, gain a better understanding of what consensus uh, value is on their top players. Worthy continues to be a first round pick, like uh, in terms of, all the mocks that I aggregate, he, he continues to be um, in, in just about every single uh, first round mock draft. And so I, it's, it, I know people are concerned about his weight, but he's going in, in the first round and like 80, 90% of all mock drafts right now. And I know it's really early. It's, it's ahead of his final season or likely finding the final call season. But uh, you know, I've heard some buzz about his drops or concerns, but that were really just related to his hand injury last year. And uh, I think we're just going to be wowed by him. And it's been, really cool to see him continue to develop and if he does gel with quinn i I, he might be the one player in this class that could threaten uh, going ahead of um buka probably not marvin harrison jr like it's probably too late for that but he could be in that wide receiver two mix and so uh, we could see you know i wouldn't say it's a breakout year for him but he hasn't had like that 1500 plus yard season yet and uh, that would be fun if he actually put it together and absolutely wowed with uh with you this year.
1: Yeah, and I think what it's gonna take is is that uh almost like that a dot being extended. And that's what I thought was really exciting about this, and I go I know people get hyped up about spring games way too much, and I hate myself <laughs> for what I'm about to do. But like they had this stupid long, like deep pass, um, yeah. and just worthy just flies underneath it, catches it, and goes. Like it was just a mm-hmm. thing of beauty. And like I think if you can um get Xavier Worthy to not be um, catching such short routes all the time I think he can have an explosive year and I think part of that was because Quinn Ewers was injured and out and then injured and came back a little bit too soon I don't think he had the arm strength or, or whatever the reason was they weren't going down the field quite as much so um, yeah. I'm I'm really hopeful to see an increase there um, and there's enough other weapons on on that receiving in that receiving room like Nayer, I know has uh, just been cleared to play again they've got Whittington, uh, Jatavian Sanders at that kind of um tight end hybrid <laughs> slot receiver type guy it's an <laughs> explosive offense
2: yeah and you know they i will, i will say they did air it out early on in in the season so after his uh yeah. injury and yours injury uh the game kind of changed because his a dot was like 23 yards downfield through through the first three weeks of the season um and that never just dis- never got back to where it was like there was a Not game even
1: close yeah no, there was
2: a game later in the year where it was like his a dot was like under five yards um you know, it finished on the season because he had some crazy wild uh, you know outburst games with uh, some you know just consecutive deep shots. Uh, it, it still was like almost 18 yards in terms of his average of target on the season, which is plenty fine, but um it wasn't consistent. so if he right. finds that confidence and and dominates in the deep game, we could see uh, a ridiculously productive season there out of him. Um, and so I, I know I, I actually have not added a campus to Kenton, college to Kenton. Uh, fantasy football format this year. So I haven't had a chance to add another share of Xavier Worthy, but I do have three copies of him from when I drafted him as a true freshman because I thought at the time he was an undervalued player coming out of high school, given his uh, ridiculous speed and uh, early uh, returns in camp. And even before he was getting buzzed, like this summer before his freshman year, I rem- remember putting together some videos, sharing my Twitter, just being like, why is this guy going like the 30s and 40s among true freshmen? in all of my drafts and so that's why we're going to talk about some of these players today and some of these freshmen who could break out early especially because we want to find the next xavier worthy we want to find the next player that's going to break out as a true freshman and see their value skyrocket in all of our fantasy leagues and maybe you know get, get hyped about for all of our favorite nfl future teams to, to target this player a couple years three years into the future so uh I don't know how many drafts you have this year, how many leagues you're in exactly, but I'm in six campus Kent leagues and, and one bizarrely deep uh, draft where I have to basically draft players when they're freshmen or even before <laughs> if I want to have them on, the, on on my team. Um, and so, like, how many how many leagues are, are you in this year?
1: I'm calculating that as we speak. Like, how many... I do have a quick question for you. <laughs> are you including yeah. – um are we including leagues that are just college fantasy, no NFL implications as well?
2: Sure. I mean, yeah, that works. I mean, for me, I'm, I'm kind of thinking projecting to the pros since that's kind of what we do, but yeah. you know, you know, all so the leagues. yeah.
1: I'm excited because I'm doing one, like just college fantasy league redraft. So like no one minds if you go out and get a senior quarterback, that's not going to have great NFL capital uh, because you're going to put up Crazy numbers like a Bo Nix, you know. Although, hey, yeah. Bo Nix might get some capital. We'll see. He no, might. I'm in. I'm in uh, six uh, college to campus leagues, and then the one redraft, just college fantasy, and then of course a like eight Debbie leagues. I'm in too many leagues, <laughs> um, which is why yeah. I, I, I didn't like the this redraft one is the only one where I'm drafting players and like new players. Um, all these other leagues were. The, the closet is bare. There's not a whole lot of assets left other than the incoming class. So mm-hmm. uh, all of those first two rounds are just all freshmen. And then maybe, uh, maybe someone slipped through the cracks in, in one or two of those leagues where you have not allowed people to have waivers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which we've talked well, hey, about. Let's go to the, like
2: the top, like the top, like the elite of the elite players you, you see going early in the rounds that you uh, find yourself drafting and maybe players that are, you know, even though they're ranked really highly, you're still very high on. Like for me, um, I am very frustrated that I've not been able to get a single copy uh, of, of uh, Dante Moore this year because he is my number one player overall in this class. There's a very good chance that he has the the starting job by season's end. We don't even know if he, he may have it early before the, the season even begins. Like we, we, we don't know just yet. But he's the five-star. Uh, you know, he was committed to a, a couple of uh, buzz to, to go somewhere else. Nowhere near – the west coast for uh, quite some time and then decided to go to ucla play for chip kelly um you know just absolutely balled at the all-american game uh, back in uh, january i got everyone hyped even even more so than we already were for what he could be uh, and he, to me he just looks like a, he's kind of ready to uh break out immediately which is not always common uh for quarterbacks to just come in and, and just ball out as as true freshmen but i, I wish I, I i could have him in at least one league because i just haven't had the 1.01 anywhere uh i haven't even had like a top three pick i think that i've been able been able to make anywhere and he's just always gone uh, and yet i feel like that's that's underselling the hype that is the potential in dante Moore. like is there anybody like you wish you could have more of that it is just going way too early and you think the hype is warranted
1: is there anyone that i want more of Sorry, I had to... Dante you saying same page? Sorry. No, I have one. So I have a difficult, complicated relationship with Dante Moore. He, he left my Oregon <laughs> Ducks in the lurch and yeah. uh, and went to a rival. Well, kind of, not really. But um, we'll see if we are all in the Big Ten together next year. <laughs> um, but uh, but no, he is... I, I've only got one copy of him. And that's because I had like the the 102 and someone else just liked... I forget who went ahead of him. Oh, yeah. Um, guy. Nelson went ahead of him, um,
2: which yeah, committed to, go for of it. course, USC to get to go to go be the next Lincoln Riley quarterback. Right. I, I get, I get so, it. I get it.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I think he, I think they might have also had uh, I think that might be USV, a USC fan as well. So there's yeah. a little bit more to it. So I only have one. But yeah, he's a guy who just looks electric. I was so excited when I thought he was going to be a duck. Um, so it's, it's a bummer that he's not. But he is someone that is um, awesome. Someone who I wish I would have um, at least a copy of, and it's kind of surprising that I don't, is uh, Cedric Baxter. Speaking mm-hmm. of UT, um, yeah. I don't think, and, and we'll talk more again about this backfield later. Um, he uh, he would be a fun guy to have. He, he was going kind of the end of um, end of round one, beginning of round two in most of my leagues because of all the freshmen going, um, and he was kind of uh, in between RB. One and three, really, but uh, and any of the leagues where I had an earlier pick, I was going after you know, like Dante Moore, like I just said. Um, yeah. so I have zero shares of him, and, and that would have been a fun one. Oh, and yeah, and Branch as well. Branch is another guy who I couldn't get my hands on, and that sounds really creepy for a 40 plus year old man to say about a young <laughs> freshman in college. I can't wish I could get yeah. my hands on him.
2: Yeah, <laughs> oh, geez. no, I know we, we know what you mean, we know what you mean, but no, Baxter is it's funny, I just uh, I me and a, a few other guys who uh do the Debbie ranks for fantasy pros these days i uh, just did a little write-up where they asked us some questions of you know players who we think uh would be some breakout freshmen and i mentioned baxter uh being the running back that would be the highest shot to just break out if he is given the opportunity uh we both think that jonathan brooks is going to be the guy in the early uh camp noises that he is right now the first team running back and i think you know it's it's great that they're going to give him an opportunity but baxter's probably going to be you know that that late season surge hype that we saw with Bijan, where he was averaging like 11 yards per touch as a true freshman Insane. down the stretch, like the last six games. I could see a late season surge out of uh, Cedric or CJ Baxter as well, and I, I haven't been able to get him either. He's he's his ADP among freshmen only is like fourth. Uh, he like it goes Dante Moore, Malka Nelson, N- Nico Imaliava, and then Baxter well like right there. And so, uh, yeah, and then of course Arch Manning, and then sixth is Zachariah Branch. And in a lot of my spots, I'm not picking in top, like the top six. And so, I I couldn't get like any of them. I like, yeah, <laughs> I had one Arch Manning out of that crew, and that's it. Uh, I was able to get uh, a lot of Justin Haynes, though, which is which is fantastic because I believe that he could be the feature running back for them beyond this year. Alabama, yeah, out of Alabama. Just- I assume um,
1: most people know, but not. Yeah, as but I mean, we, we
2: should. So, yeah, yeah, I forget that we live in the weeds of this. I forgot like, to do it. <laughs> yeah, it's I okay. I mean, like, because, really you know, too. Nico, of course, being the, the quarterback for Tennessee, Baxter going to running back. Texas, Arch Manning, of course, at Texas. Zachary Branch, of course, at USC. But just Justice Haynes has been the hyped up five-star freshman. He could have gone to Georgia uh, from Georgia, did, did not go to Georgia, decides to go to Alabama, and has been talked up nonstop. Uh, and as much as uh, Saban will, talk anyone up. <laughs> it seems like the, the early early returns are solid uh, with him. So I do have three uh, copies of him in, in all of my uh, campus to leagues. And so uh, I'm excited to see if he can get some early production on the college side, but I, I, I'm pretty confident he's going to get some real draft capital one day, as confident as you can be with a true freshman. And so he's, right. he's become my running back one in this class. And uh, so very, very happy that I was able to get him I think he probably deserves to go earlier even. It's hard to rank him above any of the quarterbacks necessarily because he's going like seventh-ish in my drafts. But to me, it's like I actually probably would take him over, uh, you know, Nico. I would probably take him over Arch. Um, I'm not sure about Malachi, maybe Malachi. Uh, Maybe almost anybody, but Dante Moore. Like I'm just very high on uh, Justice Haynes. Uh, Moore is kind of in a, a tier of his own for me in this class, but very happy to get him. Um, and it, it was always between him, though, and uh, Jontae Cook for me uh, of Texas. Oh, uh, there's a lot of Texas got freshmen got we're talking about.
1: I've got yeah. no Jontae Cook, yeah. and that's disappointing because he looks like he could be special. He looks so he, – he, I just love yeah. it. I feel like um, he could be – like once uh, once Xavier Worthy's gone, he could take over and be the alpha of that room mm-hmm. um, starting next year, and they still got a great room around him as well. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think it could be fun.
2: Yeah, and so I I wish I uh, would, had the opportunity to have uh, more of him as well in my leagues. I just uh, I already had a a, a copy of him uh, that I drafted like two years ago um, because I'm in some weird <laughs> leagues, you know. Uh, yeah. Just because you know that, that is what it is. But he's just it was clear that he was going to be an incredible player a long time ago. He's he's one of those pipeline kids who plays for one of the top um, top schools in Texas and, and knew you know he was going to come. And uh, just like his thing was like, I, wherever Arch goes, I'm going to go. And uh, so he did. So uh, it's going to be a lot of fun to see what happens with him. Uh, the duo of Carnell Tate and Brendan Ennis, I have not been able to add a bunch of uh, there, but I, I I keep seeing Ennis drop to like the end of round one and even uh, dropping out of round one um, and dropping out of like the top 12 in a couple spots in terms of like just freshman only in this class. Yeah. And I think that's a mistake. <laughs> I think um, like with him, he has uh, – Because he wasn't on campus early, he hasn't gotten to earn all the hype that we have kind of already assigned to Carnell Tate. Um, And, yes, Jeremiah Smith is coming in next year. And, yes, Marvin Harrison Jr. and Emeka Bucos should be gone. And Fleming, uh, Julian Fleming should be gone. And so – But Noah Rodgers is there.
1: Like My fear is just – and and, and this is maybe – maybe I'm making the same mistake that I made – that I didn't make, actually, that others made, is thinking how can we have so many – Um, how can we have so many Ohio state receivers rank that high? I mean, we've just seen them do it like with, Mm -hmm. with what they're doing now, but can they repeat that with the drop-off and what I perceive the drop-off to be at quarterback play? That's what makes me nervous. So it's, it's more, I, I was willing to go after Carnell Tate. And if he wasn't there, I just was going to kind of move on. Um, and like you said, that might be a mistake. Um, but I've just been – I just feel nervous kind of seeing where the quarterback is at, not knowing if Kyle McCord or Devin Brown is going to be anything close. Um, to Stroud, and, yeah, yeah. Or, and then you see like just the amount of talent in that room. I get nervous that like, you know, can everyone produce moving forward, you know, yeah, so that, that that, that's my hesitation. Against.
2: And I get that's it. My... I think that's where a lot of people are with Ennis with because, I mean, he, he had an interesting career in, in terms of like he even like played some quarterback at times because his team needed him to, needed him to – um and so he he just had a, an interesting route uh because he's in, one of those in in inistering
1: bro so. <laughs> yeah and,
2: and, and yeah that was man that was such a solid dad joke uh yeah. but i mean he's been one of those guys that uh, has been kind of in, in the five star status range since he was a freshman uh i think he was playing varsity football as like an eighth grader like he's just that dude so that's crazy uh, yeah i mean he's just been that guy for forever and we kind of know he was going to hit so i just think what's going to happen is um you know next year uh I mean, this year he's not gonna get a whole lot, but after this year, it's gonna be Tate, it's gonna be Ennis, it's gonna be Jeremiah Smith, probably Milan Graham is gonna be that, uh, that fourth rotational guy. Um, and then because uh, shout out to Indiana wide receiver Milan Graham for being like a five star guy. Like nobody comes out of India. I'm from Indiana, nobody comes out yeah. of Indiana <laughs> as like a five star. That's that's not very common. So shout out to him. Uh actually went to high school um uh, not too far uh from my alma mater, Purdue uh thanks for sliding my uh my, my boilermakers and going to ohio state but anyway not bitter about that at all but no. uh no it's just gonna be interesting projecting that that uh, wide receiver room uh, because they keep on bringing in like a, one of the best trios of wide receivers every single class and uh some of them are just gonna have to transfer out so i get the uh the concern i guess a little bit but and this is just the real deal. Tate's the real deal. I think they're going to be the focal point of the offense as uh, probably sophomores or whatever, redshirt freshmen, whatever they get, have, however much they play this year, next season in 2024. But um, beyond those guys, like the, the locks, I guess I would say that uh, I've seen go, go like all over the place and time, almost always inside the top 13, 14. Um, I see Jackson Arnold, uh, Oklahoma quarterback. And it's funny, like he – for, for some reason there's a consensus drop in my leagues where he there's like uh, the the top four quarterbacks and then there's a break. And then we see Jackson Arnold go. And I don't think there's that much of a difference there in terms of how he projects as a pro. And, and to be honest, like I like him more than a couple of the guys that are going up earlier than him. So which, I do have, which
1: ones do you like him more of, than? Cause uh, I like, I like him more than Nico.
2: Yeah. I, I like him more than Nico. And uh, to be honest, uh, Arch. And so, I mean, I, I get the name cachet of Arch Manning and, and that may be blasphemous to those who uh, want to uh, pronounce him a, a first round lock, you know, because his last name is Manning. But uh, Jackson Arnold, I think he, he's the absolute truth in terms of uh, a, a uh, as much as a true freshman quarterback can be. Um, he was phenomenal at, at high level Texas football and football. And, uh, very much confident that he'll succeed at Oklahoma, despite the questions that that room has at, at wide receiver, because uh, they don't return a whole lot of uh, veterans. I mean, you don't you don't really want to have Drake Stoops as a wide receiver too. Or and I, I like Jaleel Farouk, but they need to have some other players come in, and we might get to a couple of those guys who get to step up here uh, in just a little bit. But he's somebody that uh, I think could own the job by year's end if something happens to yeah. Gabriel, or even if it doesn't. Like I mean, he he could take over because he because the standard is so high. At oklahoma a quarterback uh when they're not immediately an absolute just stud uh the fans kind of freak out that's that's what happened to uh spencer rattler the, and uh caleb williams took over and when he left uh, there was a massive talent void and we saw that last year in the fall apart game against texas uh, when <laughs> gabriel wasn't uh, healthy and uh so yeah. th- i think there's gonna be a lot of pressure for gabriel to be immensely productive and if he's not almost perfect and uh, Oklahoma doesn't bounce back. We could see Jackson Arnold come in and never give that job back. And so I think he's somebody that I have a lot of already, and I'm pretty confident in projecting that he's going to be successful. Um, so, I, yeah, I like him quite a bit, and I think it's an error uh, to see him fall to the end of round one in some of my uh, supplemental drafts uh, and even beyond. So, uh, and, But he, he comes, comes off the board among freshmen around 10th, 11th, 12th, some, somewhere around that range.
1: Yeah, he's another guy who I don't have very many shares of, but not because I don't think uh, he's deserving of it. He usually goes, like you said, kind of that early second round. If I needed a quarterback, I already grabbed one. And so I don't really like going quarterback, quarterback, um, because I want to fill out these other positions. We know that the hit rate on quarterbacks is pretty difficult. But Jackson Arnold, like to your point, he is, I think, of the guys other than Dante Moore, I think he's the most ready to start tomorrow if he had to you know Mm -hmm. like he seems like you said ready he's been in big big football situations um the other guy that i wanted to talk about and maybe you were going to get to him in just a minute but i actually have quite a few shares i he is uh ruben owens for texas a&m um and and he's a guy who i've been getting kind of right after baxter and um haynes go uh, ruben owens texas a&m is there and like Devin Achane just had 232 touches last year, and he's what, like five <laughs> foot three?
2: Like, <laughs> yeah, he wasn't boy, exactly a feature back build, but uh, yeah.
1: But my like, Ruben Owens is is like five eleven. He's like 200 pounds. Like, he's big enough already to to get the work, and uh, I think he could be extremely exciting. So I have been. Um, he's probably of all the. Freshman running back, he's he's I have more shares of him than anyone else.
2: Yeah, uh, he and uh, Justice Haynes, I have more of than anyone else in this class, and maybe it's, it has to do with where I am going in drafts, but at the same time, like I'm pretty confident that uh, both are going to find success. Uh, a lot of people want to knock Ruben Owens for his age because he's already like 19 years old, like he'll, he's gonna be 20, I think, before he's I guess he's done with his true freshman year. I think that's the timing. Um, so he's gonna come out and he's gonna be already you know, an older back, even if he is an early declare um but i don't really care like he's just yeah. he's another one of those point- guys that we've seen coming for three years because he's been dominant for three years uh maybe maybe more and uh, he's kind of already been a projected five star for a very long time at, at one point i believe he was the consensus running back one in the class uh for actually a good while i believe or maybe maybe over a year uh it was probably, that was probably two years ago at this point but ruben owens is an immense talent and um you know, it was a little bit of a surprise, I guess, uh, when he decommitted from uh, from Louisville and went to Texas A&M. But if he is the feature back there, that's that's a fantastic opportunity to just be absolutely fed because uh, Amari Daniels is not the truth. Like this is his third year. Uh love on Moss. I don't I don't really I mean, collectively as a community, we, we weren't high on him even last year.
1: Like, I have I have a share of of his from last year, but only because no one else wanted him. And I was right. like, right. I mean, he just. Why has on no dropping one else taken him? I'll take him. And, <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. And, and Ruben Owens is kind of like the end of the elite tier for me in, in this class. I was going to ask you to well, rank not necessarily those top like where three. I. Sorry, not where I necessarily personally rank him, but where I see him coming off the board, like it's just assumed, like okay, that's the end of the tier. Now let's yeah. go get the, the next best returning player. That's where the board goes quite often. Or yeah, let's let's yep, go get absolutely. Um, yeah, and so and so I, it, I, I keep on grabbing him because I'm like, I know that there's a collective community, uh, you know, change in, in how we perceive the the, the ranking board here. So I'm gonna make sure I grab him because there's gonna be a, a drop now, uh, and, and really talent wise in terms of like pedigree and uh, projectability and opportunity for a lot of these players, it's just it changes once you get past Ruben Owens. Like, yes, he comes off the board 12, 13, 14th. In a lot of spots for me, fifteenth in, in one league, I think, and among freshmen, um, you know, a little bit later, uh, I think I grabbed him, and picked twenty or so in one one league overall because there were a couple big names uh, on the board for some reason. I think well, actually, I, I do know the league because it was the one league where I don't already have Trey Benson rostered. And, and he was selected in round one, of course, and that that shoved Ruben Ruben Owens. Yeah. Probably, probably just one pick further enough to get to me because uh, I had uh, a league mate reach out and be like. Ah. No, you're gonna do that. And take, yeah, of course. <laughs> and take Owens right there. And uh, they were bummed because they like picked two two picks later. But um yeah, so I
1: so how do you I, have those top three ranked? Does it go Haynes, Baxter, Owens for you?
2: Yeah, it, it does. It goes Haynes, Baxter, Owens, but um Owens and Baxter are kind of like right there. Um and I go back and forth uh on them, but I, I think both could have an opportunity to break out. And you mentioned H. Haynes' workload. Last year, he was the entire offense. Like no one else had more than 60 touches. He had 232. Uh, And so uh, I'm not sure they're going to lean into one running back that confidently that early, but Owens would be the bet to be the guy by year's end and then be the guy for two more years. Uh, And regardless of what his capital is in the end, uh, draft capital wise, like if you're that guy for Texas A&M, like think about how how much hype Isaiah Spiller got. Like despite, you know, how things have gone for him on the NFL side, his value was sky high for years essentially so uh, the opportunity is very real for him to just have uh, peak peak value in all your campus to get leagues and uh, to just see some real hype yeah
0: we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data
1: I like it. Yeah. Um yeah, those from those from those upper echelon players, I think that's kind of where it ends. Who was a player for you that um was like a returning like a vet who was available in just a bunch of leagues? Like you mentioned Trey Benson was available in one of them. Uh, yeah. Was there someone that like was getting pushed up to those high f- incoming five-star freshmen? Um any of those players like
2: hanging yeah, I've out been there similar. that people Vincent was the exception. Like I said, I have him in, I think, almost all my leagues, except for that one, maybe maybe one other that I don't have him all, as well. But I, I have a, a lot, which that's been fantastic. But another player I, I saw squeak through some was Devontae Walker, uh, transferred over from Kent State to uh, North Carolina. And the assumption is that he's going to be the focal point of that passing offense. Uh, there's, there's at least by our community, that's been the, the consensus for quite some time. And there's been buzz that that is going to be the case early Early signs are that he should be the wide receiver one to pair with Drake May. And if that's the case, I get taking him early because in the leagues where he is available, he's been going like 14th-ish off the board uh, just outside of round one. Basically, people taking all these elite freshmen that I listed and then immediately thereafter pivoting to Devontae Walker. Um, And he's the one player that I I see on on the board and available quite a bit. Uh, But uh, the uh, the other guy that I've I've seen is uh, Squirrel White um yeah. aquarius white whatever you want to call him uh of tennessee because he should be in theory in the Jalen hyatt role that just uh won the blood last year and he similarly has elite deep speed and joe milton can you know chuck it over them their mountains and so uh he can't do so accurately and the only reason that he had a decent profile at all last year was because he hit Squirrel white unlike two ridiculous deep balls and one other timber rumel keaton but uh one specifically in in the the uh the crimson game that was like a yard away from being a touchdown to squirrel white was just an absolutely baller play like squirrel white it was, it was a wide miss like deep downfield from joe milton and it, and it panned out as a hit for him but it was off the mark i mean you you can't overthrow uh squirrel white and he almost did and missed him by like five or six yards to the left but squirrel, squirrel white connected anyway because he made a diving layout play uh, on the horrible throw from joe milton downfield, and regardless of how inaccurate we believe Milton still to be. There's going to be a lot of passing volume that that tempo offense, and he's in the role that's going to have a bunch of free releases, a bunch of stacked releases, where he just gets some stuff underneath and can take it for yak, or you know just pressures a, a, a safety that gets <laughs> uh, misassigned to him over the slot. So uh, I really am excited just to see how that scheme um uh, pumps up white's uh volume this year and he could be one of the most productive wide receivers in college so i get why he was going inside like the top 20 25 picks of all my drafts despite him being super undersized because he has ridiculous speed uh and an incredible true freshman production profile in terms of yards per route run uh among some other things like yards for team passage for freshman standards so um yeah, I, I'm actually high on his pro prospects beyond him just being a really productive college uh, asset for for the college side of uh, uh, campus Kent camp leagues as well. So those two players are the the one one two points that I saw be available in almost all my leagues uh, because of uh, their lower pedigree um, last year as as a true freshman. Square White was, and then of course you don't often hype up a Kent State wide receiver, so th- that's why <laughs> Montez uh, Walker was available.
1: Yeah. Um... Bucky Irving, Marquis Irving is a guy who's been available in in a million leagues, Um, and he's going to again lead Oregon's backfield. Uh, He is someone who, if you're looking for production on the college side, he's someone who is going to be able to um, step right in. He's going to have a lot of touchdowns. He's going to have a lot of yards. He's going to be involved in the passing game. So, Bucky Irving was a guy that to me, if if I missed, or even if I missed, if because so I don't even think some of those freshman running backs that we talked about earlier are going to have a ton of production this year. Um, like mm-hmm. we said, Baxter's probably not even going to start. Um, so a guy got like Bucky Irving for this year, man. I think he's going to be very productive. So I, I did pick him up because uh, he was available just about everywhere.
2: Yeah, and, and uh, you know, I know you like your Oregon players too, so that's, that's a lot of fun for you, I'm sure. But yeah, yeah. I, I was able to get uh, – I, I didn't even mention how many. I, I was only able to get one of Devontae's because he went – uh, significantly earlier than Squirrel, but I was able to add a, a few Squirrel White shares as, um, just because he was kind of going just a little bit later. And as yeah. soon as I saw some of the veterans flying off the board, I was like, okay, I have to take him right here. Like this is – if I'm going to have him, this is where i got to draft him. And so I was glad uh, to add him to the team. So <laughs> hopefully that works out. But um, were there any other running backs besides Bucky Irving? Because he was somebody that I, I saw a couple times that was available. But, you know, he was – He was rostered in a couple spots already as well.
1: Yeah. I mean, another guy that I have a ton of is who the backfield we've been talking about all Mm -hmm. episode. And that's, I got Jonathan Brooks. I mean, he is the the returning, the leading returning running back for Texas. Like he had more carries than Jaden blue. Uh, Yeah. Like Baxter, I think is going to be, like you said, involved later, but Jonathan Brooks, I mean, if he puts together a solid year, he could bounce uh, to the NFL get not great, but okay. Capital. Cause I, I do think he'll have a thousand yards rushing and, you know, eight plus touchdowns and continue to average over six yards a carry. I, I think he's going to be very productive in this Texas offense. We talked about the offensive line earlier. We talked about the receiving weapons they have. Like, I think it's, you couldn't put me there and be successful, but you could put any of those <laughs> guys there and they'll be successful.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
1: So yeah, I've got a lot of Jonathan Brooks as well. Nice.
2: I, I yeah. I don't. I didn't find myself drafting uh, a bunch of uh, returning veteran running backs. But I will say I, in uh, some one of my very old leagues, because uh, when we first started making up these campus to Kenton format leagues, we didn't have any waivers at all. And so, like, J- and, you know, Jaden Ott was actually available because he wasn't was taking the one about, of the leagues. I wanted to and ask so,
1: about him and Damian Martinez specifically. Um, yeah, because there was, yeah,
2: there was a little bit of a groundswell from some people in the community last year that uh, were higher on Martinez. So he was drafted in most spots already. Um, but Jaden, not was somebody who was completely overlooked and basically all my leagues to start the year and the ones with it, that have waivers, he was snatched up like right away. Because, right. Uh, he was, you know, breaking out in like what week one or two <laughs> last fall for California. And I think the part of the concern with him was just, hey, it's California. I like, get they're, they're really bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, and even this year, like he was dropping beyond the Devontae's Walker range when he was available, uh, beyond like even a couple other high pedigree uh, true freshmen. And so, to me, it was just like no brainer. Like take a super productive guy in college, uh, who actually he was a four star. It's not like he was uh, he wasn't a high four star, but it's not like he was a nobody coming into college. Uh, so uh, I think. So I, where do you not... kind
1: of slot him in um, behind the top three running back, the incoming freshmen? Yes, freshman and,
2: yes. Uh, but. I there's just like once you get beyond those top three though, like I have no problem taking out over any other running back among the true freshmen this year. And so, yeah, like I know a lot of people um, are, are higher on uh, let's say uh, Cam Seldon or uh, Roderick Robinson. Uh, Seldon, of course, uh, being like the athlete slash wide receiver slash running back who's probably going to be running back at Tennessee, and then Roderick Robinson being a Georgia running back uh, coming in to that uh, that that helmet is 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 great for capital. It, it seems. Um, and I, he's already kind of like what 225, 230 pounds, and so yeah, he's, <laughs> he's kind of six, he's six built one. Yeah. I, I, I get it, but there's, there's a good chance that yeah, he does absolutely nothing whatsoever this year. Like, he's probably running back five ish for them right now. Actually, if you have been paying attention to uh the camp rotations and news right now, um, you know, behind Milton Edwards, uh, Branson Robinson, and uh, what's his name, Cash, uh, is it Jones? What's his face? And so they like, they he may be even like, he may be a guy that basically doesn't even get a snap for most of the year at, at all, um, which is not great. And then beyond this year, let's let's assume uh, Dejounte Edwards and uh, Milton are gone. Then Branson Robinson's the feature back, and yeah, so it's like for college production. It's and I not really great. and I don't love that Branson Robinson. Bring, yeah, you know they're I don't just love Branson Robinson, Robinson either. It, right?
1: Yeah, yeah it's a it's a it's been something that i've been avoiding just because i'm mm-hmm. like uh it just seems too too messy and i don't i don't really see a path to college yeah. production and i don't see a path to like nfl relevancy either so yeah yeah
2: it's tough because i like uh, roger Robinson he's got some size i'm not sure about his long speed um the verified numbers aren't uh, super crazy for him i don't believe either uh, I don't have those off the top, top of my head. So I apologize, but uh, they're not perfect. <laughs> so uh, to me, like it reminds me of how we all hyped up Kendall Milton when he came in. And now Milton's probably not even going to get very decent draft capital at all. Um, and we just kind of liked him because he went to Georgia. He had some size coming in. But he also actually had some speed uh, questions uh, coming in. And Georgia's just going to keep on adding, adding dudes. Like That's what they do at running back. Um, and so if, if there's not a guy that's better than him already there, again, Branson Robinson or otherwise, uh, they're going to be uh, bring another guy in next year. I uh, know yeah. they don't have, a, a you know, guys that would automatically be, uh, uh, I guess, quote unquote, recruited over him right now, uh, committed in the class. But, you know, that they will, even if it isn't a, a perfect running back class. And then even beyond that, I know this is super deep, but this kid named yeah. Drew Wallace Coleman, uh, who's actually committed to Georgia already for 2025. Um, he should be the absolute truth, and so uh, he's probably going to be somebody who comes in and immediately pushes uh, Robinson if he's not already, you know, in line to be a starter at that point. So there's just it's a really competitive backfield, and he looks like the running back five or six. So I don't I don't get reaching for Roderick Robinson, like, and he is going like top twenty in all my drafts, and so I just can't can't get him. I think there's one where he didn't, and yeah. I just kept on letting him, him drop anyway. It's not like I don't like necessarily like him, I guess I just like him less than a lot of people. In my leagues, uh, because they just assume that he's going to be a beast because he went to Georgia, I guess. But, um, yeah, so I, 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 not to say, um, I guess the original question was about Jaden Ott versus a bunch of the other guys. And so I think I, I prefer Ott to Selden because I'm not sure what the running back position even really looks like upside-wise in, in Tennessee's offense. Uh, it hasn't been perfect thus far. Uh, and I, I like him more than Robinson, I like him uh more than uh let's see some other uh, other guys in the class coco
1: cabana uh, Nicole cabana <laughs> yeah
2: really it's just hard. about everybody else except those three so yeah, if yeah he's available um yeah it makes sense to target Otten. i think he's going to continue to blow up because some people thought that byron cardwell who just transferred there might eat into his workload cardwell is now out for the year uh oh justin, i didn't
1: see that oh man yeah. he's a and former so, oregon guy
2: yeah and so and then justin williams transferred out of tennessee uh, a yeah. lot of people in the campus to, you know, c to c leagues liked him last year. Um, and he's transferred to California, but he's, you know, at best they're running back too. And I think Ott's oh, just going to be that dude. So I think he continues being the absolute feature for an offense that at least has a mobile quarterback. I'm not sure how great they're going to be, but Ott, I, I think, is being overlooked in a lot of leagues uh, for both capital projection and uh, feature back workload at the college level too.
1: Yeah. Um, I like that. I think that's uh, actionable right there. Cause I think you can still get opt for pretty cheap. Yeah. You can um, go trade for, most for people. a bunch of people that yeah. uh,
2: they, they think Devin Neal is going to be a thing, you know? So it's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so,
1: yeah, that's another guy I've got very, uh, zero shares of.
2: <laughs> yeah. But, um, Neal, but any wide receivers that I get, I, I, I know, um, some people are probably screaming at us cause they like have their favorite wide receiver that has top end pedigree that they, uh, you know, are taking, um, rather high uh some guys i i see that i don't have any of but they go early in all my drafts uh are jerry and Dickie, uh, your your yeah. duck i have uh, zero
1: up. shares because i don't want to take him in the an Oregon Interesting. Okay. i don't want to take him in the first round yeah. um and if if i'm picking light in the second he's gone already so yeah. Yeah, yeah i've got zero shares which is unfortunate i missed him by one i was in mm-hmm. I, like the 206 or something was like one of the earliest ones i was picking um yeah. And yeah, I was so disappointed.
2: Cause yeah, because I, I know you probably just for fandom purposes want to get at least one, but
1: <laughs> well, I guess the dude is a like six foot he's three, 210. Yeah. He can run, he doesn't have to sh- like carry the load this year. Troy Franklin can, and he can just kind of be there and learn and figure out this offense. And then next yeah. year, he's gonna dominate. Oh, I can't yeah. wait.
2: I guess my, my concern is just he's not gonna do anything this year, and so we're not gonna really know what to think of him next year. And so, I, I that's not the kind of player that I want to necessarily right. targeting all, all my leagues um another player like that and sim- similarly is Makai mckay uh, lemon for uh for usc because like you know zachariah branch is that dude who's gonna have the early snap count for usc and they're really deep already at wide receiver in that so room. deep yeah they're like crazy crazy deep like i mean he's maybe their wide receiver eight nine like yeah. i don't know <laughs> like he's you know a fringe five-star talent and he's like not even in the you know the two deep rotation barely for for that that group so uh, and you know they're just going to keep on adding talent, like they already have. Oh, uh, what's his face? I have rostered in a couple leagues already. Uh, uh, a couple of the, a couple of guys already committed in the top like sixty or seventy in in the nation uh, next year. And and so for me, like uh, they're just going to keep on adding talent. So I don't I don't understand uh, going you know after a guy aggressively in like the top two or three rounds consistently uh, when he's not going to play at all this year for USC and even yeah. next year he might not as well. Like like he just might not ever, he's going to have to basically wash out and transfer. Um, Yeah. So yeah, I I don't get that, that confidence.
1: No, I don't have any shares. Another guy I've got no shares of who I kind of wish I did again is Hakeem Williams for Florida state. Um, Another really tall receiver. Um, I'd like to have a share, but again, I just wasn't willing to, to get him where he was going. Um, Yeah. So, so got, z- yeah, got z- nothing there the, someone who I've ended up getting, um, a couple of shares of is kind of in that, um, next tier. And that's, uh, Jalen Hale for Alabama. Um, mm. again, I don't know how much action he's going to see early. Um, but to me, like he, he still ha- is a, you know, he's a five-star high, highly rated recruit. I think he's, I mean, he could, Definitely fit in well in that receiver room because we we've talked about like they're waiting for someone to 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 take it by the horns. Like, why not him? Um, so yeah. So I've got I've got instead of getting those other guys that we talked about, the Dickies and the Williams of the world, I waited mm-hmm. a round or two and and ended up with Hale.
2: Yeah, that's interesting. I I've not been one that's that's got any of him just because uh we continue to see Alabama add. Wide receiver depth, and um, I know a lot of people who are very misinformed think Alabama's wide receiver room isn't great, um, isn't you know it's not like as stacked as it was in the 2020 year, but it's it's still very good. And Ja'Cory Brooks is good. Uh, I'm very high on him. A lot of people are very high on Malik Benson. I'm not. I've not been one to reach on him. You know, the their JUCO transfer who could be a high snap guy as well. Jermaine Burton should be very good again Isaiah bond and Kobe Prentice and it's just gonna be really tough, tough to crack the rotation for Hale. and so I haven't really been one to to draft him this year um but you know I, he, I get I get it he's got the pedigree he's like that French five star grade for all the services so I, I get going for him I guess uh, but well, I just
1: it's tough just... too and you, know, you mentioned this earlier with with lemon like he might have to transfer out but with that mm-hmm. being such such more realistic of a p- option now for players. Yeah. I feel like I I feel so dumb looking back and, and skipping over talented athletes because I didn't like the school they went to. I didn't like yep. the situation. And they ended up, yeah, one year kind of was a disappointment. Uh but then they transfer out and end up having like fantastic seasons and get draft capital. So it's like I, I don't want to completely uh discount that as but again that's a much more difficult path to project. Than someone who you're like, yeah, he's going to be the wide receiver one uh, the second he gets on campus. (laughs) Those are much easier.
2: I will say early returns on like uh, transfers. uh, I know that, you know, Jameson Williams is is an exception to the rule, Uh, but even like running backs, especially who are like higher pedigree guys who I think have talent, they've transferred somewhere else. And it's not really gone well within this new free transfer uh, window world. I thought, oh man, this is going to open up the window for all these guys to transfer and we're going to see more and more transfers hit. And early dividends on that are not – the returns are not great uh, so far. So I I hope that continues uh, to to work out for a lot of players who go find new homes, and it can happen. Uh, But it hasn't happened at the rate that I thought it would. I thought it would just be way easier to transfer for these highly talented guys to immediately produce. And that's not necessarily been the case. We may may see a change in that this year in a few spots for some players, but uh, it's it's not as easy as I – I kind of expected it to be like, I don't know, five, four or five years ago when there was all this buzz about this happening with the as the transfer portal became more popular uh, and then, you know, the the transfer rules were going to change and I was going to change everything. It just hasn't been what I thought it would. Um, but before we just kind of identify some like later round guys who we think are uh, players that we just want all our listeners to, you know, go acquire in all their leagues because regardless of how late or early they're going, they're going to break out at least not, if not immediately this year, maybe by the end of this year uh, to be that kind of true uh, breakout player, uh, who are some players at, at quarterback and uh, wide receiver that, um, or uh, sorry, and, and tied in outside of that uh, elite tier uh, that you find yourself uh, targeting. And you, you can say the top tier, top tier tight ends because they're just going a little bit later.
1: Yeah, no, I'll, 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 uh, I'll go with kind of a, a later round guy. And that's uh Jack Quez Petaway uh, wide receiver for Oklahoma you mentioned how that room is is kind of uh, lacking, so I think he'll have opportunity pretty pretty quick. Now he's pretty small. Um, I mean, he's five eleven, so he's he's plenty tall enough, but he's he he's slight of frame, as they say. Uh, but he's <laughs> yes. fast. He's he's another one of these track stars. I think uh, he's he ran the hundred the 100 meters in like a ten five five or something. So um, I just think. With Dylan Gabriel there, and then Jackson Arnold, he'll he'll really have the opportunity to to produce. I don't think he is going to get like day one capital one day, but I could see him getting uh, day two capital one day and having a really solid career in between there. So so he's a guy who's fallen really late. Um, he goes after a bunch of the veteran wide receivers in a lot of these drafts, so he's mm-hmm. the one that I've been uh, snagging up. And and a guy I think could get like we were talking even like. Uh, freshman that might be able to get some some production. I, I think he's a guy that 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 could see that.
2: For sure. What about like and sorry, I actually asked uh, quarterbacks or tight ends, but that was one because oh, I was gonna mention I thought no, I thought okay. you were saying re- receivers before, or tight ends. But no that's okay. Quarterbacks are tight ends. But um I will say one note on Pedaway is I he has actually my most rostered uh freshman among all players. Just because oh wow. Yeah he's he I have in I like in it. more than half of my leagues because he just keeps dropping and uh He's got the pedigree. He's got elite speed, and he actually has like a wind assisted like ten point two nine. So he's like got Ooh. one time I think that's <laughs> sub ten three. Um, yeah, and, you know, it's, it's, whatever wind assisted, whatever. Yeah, I'm still counting it. <laughs> so, uh, ten like sub ten three speed is is pretty wild. And, and uh, he for an offense that needs somebody like that, Oklahoma uh, could use that. On offense uh, right away. So Jalil Farouk is probably going to be the wide receiver one this year. Drake Stoops is, is that guy. Andre Anthony transfers over from Michigan, but it, we'll see what happens because he kind of, we thought he was going to be a thing when he was a true freshman, didn't do anything last year. I'm not sure he's going to be the answer for them this year. Um, and then beyond that, like they've got, they, they've got Brennan Thompson transferring in from Texas as well, who also has sub 10 three speed. Um, and so that, that really fun, deep speed threat, I, I believe, is going to come down to whoever wins between Brendan Thompson and Jaguars Pedway, And what's fun is I have like five shares of Thomas and Thompson, or no, like five of each, I think. (laughs) So regardless of who works out, like, you know, some of my rosters are going to be sad that they both can't work out. Maybe they both work out, but I kind of own that role in that offense uh, (laughs) for, for uh, college fantasy purposes. So if one of them hits, that's fantastic for me. And they both have pedigree and speed and uh, they're in a spot where they could produce, this year if they kind of earn that uh, kind of speedster role uh, to stretch the field vertically.
1: Yeah. So. And I, uh, yeah. So I, I'm sorry for not answering the right question. No, you're good. I'm More glad dude. you mentioned
2: him because that was actually um, going to be my one player. I was going to say, Hey, he's going in like the forties among freshmen this year, which is absolutely just incorrect. Like that is this, yeah. like it, is, it It reminds me of the Xavier the Xavier worthy situation in that, like he didn't have a perfect path, but it was like, hey, he could be a starter this year. Um, and uh, I will say by like fall camp, like early fall camp, worthy was like, hey, he's he's, he's going to be the real deal. There, there hasn't been that buzz for Petaway just yet. Um, but uh, similarly, like he, he was he was not a player who was with the team early. And so right. he came in and just proved himself in the first couple weeks of camp and was like, hey, I'm that dude, like put me on the field. And so that's Brendan Thompson or Jacos Petaway. Uh, that role could be really fun in an offense with uh, Dylan Gabriel healthy, maybe or Jackson Arnold at the helm. Like, right. it, w- which whichever, and so uh, that that's going to be a lot of fun to to see who breaks out in that role to stretch the field vertically. And, and it's and not to say Farouk doesn't have speed either because he he was like a four three six guy in terms of his verified numbers as well. That's just like they haven't necessarily utilized him in that way. So they okay. have a bunch of speed, but uh, yeah. he's also like that end around guy that, that does a bunch of underneath yak stuff and i think that'll they'll kind of continue to do that and so um it's just yeah. gonna be fun to see what that offense does in, in year two under under uh, venables
1: without Braden willis their tight end yeah. playing quarterback at times i mean come on now like that happened <laughs>
2: or, or, or yeah or general general booty or you know any yeah. of the other guys <laughs>
1: get out of uh, here yeah. with that nonsense um, um but some 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 quarterbacks that we haven't mentioned, um, a guy that we talked about when uh, before we kicked off the show is uh, Chris Vizinha uh, from Clemson, sitting behind oh, Kate Klubnik. Yeah, yeah, him going late, and then the other guy is um, Childs, Aiden Childs at Oregon State. Mm. A lot of nice uh, camp buzz coming out of him through like the spring game and uh, just practice reports and stuff like that. Uh, he, he's getting quite quite a bit of buzz, and and those guys. Um, kind of go all over the place in the leagues I've been in. Um, so I'm not sure what other people, um, usually I, I end up forgetting about them <laughs> because I was traveling, like I said, through the Netherlands and my phone was uh, only so good. Um, so yeah, anyway, those are, those are two names that I think uh, are kind of in that next tier of, of incoming freshmen.
2: Nice. I will say I have, I've been, I, I agree with Charles. There's been a lot of buzz. He's super young. And I know that we're not telling uh, people who listen to a lot of C D C shows about somebody that they don't know of with him, but he's, he could be, um, if if, D, if the DJU experiment version three or four right. or whatever it is now does not go well, uh, he could be the guy by year uh, end of year one. So that's, that's huge opportunity. And, and on the team that just won 10 games last year. So um, yeah, props to, That'll program and bringing in another good quarterback, but I don't get the hype at all with uh, Lenore Sellers. Like I continue to see him drafted uh, way ahead of where I would consider him by multiple rounds, um, and I, I know that there are people that love him and love his dual threat ability, and uh, I'm not there with him, and I'm not sure he's necessarily even ever going to be the guy. I guess like it's just a go ahead. Is like, hey, he's the heir apparent to Rattler, um, no, like in, in terms of like a no brainer sense. So to me. I'm not taking him uh, where he's going. Uh, He's going in like inside the top three rounds uh, overall, like like inside the top 24 overall freshmen in a lot of my leagues. I'm like, okay, good luck with that. Um, Yeah, he's not going to do anything this year, and he might not ever. And so, uh, you know, a lot of these guys transfer anyway, quarterback, and so he's just one of those guys that might get a shot after he transfers. Uh, Maybe he's okay um, for South Carolina one day, but uh, I don't see it with him as a passer uh, necessarily uh, whatsoever. So I've avoided him. Uh, and what's funny is he goes in the same like range as Aiden Childs anyway. Like Childs generally goes a little bit earlier, but I'm like, man, I'd much rather reach for him if I can uh, or even trade for him at cost right now because he's probably cheaper than he's ever going to be rather than right. overpaying for a player that I don't think is going to do anything this year under any circumstances and, uh, and probably um, isn't necessarily a, a solid pro projection to begin with. Um, other guys I'm avoiding like Sam Levitt, Michigan State. Like he's not going to be the guy this year, probably not not next year. Like maybe never. Like and he's going all over the place. Like ranging from like uh, inside the top top twenty freshmen to like you know like seventieth. Like people are way all, all over the place with him. So I just wouldn't be the guy that's uh, that that's reaching for Sam Levitt uh, or even uh, Austin Navasad of o- Oregon. Sorry about that. He's going. No, like, I I mean I, I don't he's think you going should a lot earlier than I think. Um, and so I don't get. Don't get that much, uh, at all. Uh, I would much rather wait a little bit and and take Austin Simmons, who's not even in Fan, Fan Tracks' system yet, <laughs> because uh, I I missed them a couple times, but I I think I've got uh, three of him already because uh, he was supposed to be in the class of twenty twenty five, but uh, he graduated high school early, way early. I might add, with a five point three four GPA. Um good for him. And he's yeah, he's he's pretty well set on hey, look, I want to be. I want to basically have my graduate degree done, you know, after three years <laughs> of college, because he's just gonna—he's all—he's already has all this credit already. Like he, he's yeah. a, a genius level kid. He's also a baseball prospect, it, it, but he's probably gonna go with 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 uh, football long term. But he's just an unreal uh, athlete student. It's just it's it's incredible to see uh, what he's already done to this point. Um, he commits, of course, to Ole Miss, and yes, that that quarterback room is a mess right now. Uh, but he's, like, supposed to still be a junior in high school. Like, there's right. no rush with him. Like, he's yeah. not going to be the guy this year, obviously. But I think he could be the best quarterback by next year. Give him a year in the system and then comp- compete with – I know Walker Howard will be there next year. Spencer Sanders is going to be, like, 47 and probably gone by then. You know, it, he's, he's this is his last year of eligibility. Um, and so, yeah, it's it's just it, – it's an interesting spot for him to just kind of sit and learn. Cause he's basically, I mean, he's, he's a high schooler <laughs> right now yeah. who's just jumping two years ahead uh, to get to, to get to college. Um, and that's a pretty cool story. Uh, but I think that there's, there's a very good chance in year two uh, he is that guy. And so for me, um, I'm seeing him go way late one, because the players that are like failed to be in, in fan tracks, yeah, they get uh, forgotten. Always go later. Yeah, they get forgotten. Yeah. And so he's going like in, in like the fifties and sixties among freshmen. Um, and he was actually a top sixty or seventy player right now, uh compared to all the 2025 prospects. And yet this year, like by the services, are like, uh, oh, he's young, let's just put him outside the top two fifty, and they're at updated ranks with where they put him. And it's like, I don't get that at all. Like, he's better than yeah. almost all these quarterbacks already, and he's like a year or two younger than some of them. So I would much rather get him much later or target him in a trade. I know somebody who probably drafted him is okay waiting, and it's tough to acquire, tough to acquire via trade, but it's like, oh, well, just over, overpay with some of these guys that are going earlier if you want. Like, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm okay doing that because he's a much better talent. He's a genius. <laughs> he's just, yeah, you know, sign, me yep. sign me up.
1: Yeah, sign me up. That's good. But,
2: and then the obvious—it's—we I, I, didn't even cover tight ends, but uh, is there any other tight end that you're? I know you drafted Deuce Robinson because he's a. I've got a lot monster. of Deuce.
1: I've got a lot of Deuce Robinson because when I would all those other freshman players would be gone, um, and I didn't really want to get a vet yet. He was the best guy, and again, he wasn't yeah. in fan tracks either, so people yeah. kind of forget about yeah. him too. Uh, I was like, surely he's been picked by now. So I, I was yeah. getting him in the either the end of the second or sometimes the third round. Um, which is nice. earlier than I usually grab tight end. But uh, I've also got very few tight ends in my on my college side. So I uh, mm-hmm. I needed some help. So I didn't mind spending up a little bit and hopefully have a little bit of production for the next three years. That's awesome.
2: Yeah. And I, I was where you took him in a couple of weeks where we're in it together. I was like, oh, dang it. I wanted to get <laughs> at least one somewhere. And you took a mic like, right before I would. So thank you for that. But you're welcome. Uh, yeah. Nicholas Harbor, though. The other. That was the uh, other one. Yeah. I mean, I, I he's not really a tight end, uh, and he's not really an, uh, a wide receiver either. He's not really an edge rusher either. He's he, he the positional ambiguity with him is what made him a value everywhere. Because we knew coming in, like he he wants to be like a, a friggin' astrophysicist or whatever. Uh, he's he's also a genius uh, and also has sub ten three speed. Like he's just a, a track star. Um, but he does so at like six foot you know six foot what five or whatever he is and then like 230 40 pounds something like that uh, and he's got like olympic speed at that size which is just dk metcalf-esque you know except even perhaps more impressive uh and so yes he's a little raw when it comes to position but they've made it clear for a couple months now that he's going to be a wide receiver for them not tied in He's going to be wide receiver for south carolina they've they've made that clear for a while and i know that's it's, it's it's odd that pantrack still has him listed as a tight end only uh they'll, they'll probably fix that uh for year two a little bit late at this point um to change the position designation for college fantasy leagues but that's actually, that could be a really fun trick if he maintains like wide receiver yeah. and, and tight end designation even into, into year two, just because he's a massive human being. Yeah. Um, and he Love could it. be in that role where like Ronde Gadsden for Syracuse this year, like he has tight end eligibility. It's like, dude, never lines up. He's like, mm. I think he was like 15% actually in line tight end dude. last year. Like that doesn't even count. Like it's Jonathan ridiculous. Mingo, Jonathan Mingo was an in line tight end more than Rondé Gadsden last year and around the guys so maintain this end designation i don't get it
1: i watched so much syracuse and watching gatson play is fun that boy can point yeah. the football too like yeah it like, like he has such on. an amazing catch radius uh yeah i watched a lot of syracuse <laughs> last yeah. year i don't know why and
2: we probably uh, would have mentioned him already but like he, he's already broken out like he's not like a breakout yeah. guy like he was available in a couple spots where there weren't waivers uh for me and so i right. got, actually grabbed him in one anyway but um yeah, that's if he maintained that dual eligibility that is on uh, Nicholas that's Harbor amazing. for South Carolina, that would be amazing. Yeah. And this year, a tight end only for Pantrax, so it's like if he breaks out right away. I don't think that's going to be the case because they already have like Simon and, and uh and Knox there at tight end, but um, oh, I, I'm acting like he's going to be a tight end, but like they're basically a big slot in how they utilize. Um, well, Simon's probably going to be a big, big slot in his utilization anyway. But Juice Wells on the outside, Nicholas Harbor maybe a big slot by year's end. I don't know. Like it could be interesting if he's like a, uh, you know, when the college fantasy playoffs come around and Harbor's like the the big slot and maybe the second most or most productive guy. Yeah. But who knows? Like that's quite a projection. But he's just somebody he's who's fun. an absolute freak athlete who is going to show up day one and just be able to moss anybody on the field because he's the best athlete on on either team. And so, it. Like, yeah. I just I and he fell like outside the top fifteen every time, outside the top twenty among freshmen. Um, often, like he was his ADP among freshmen was like twenty point two five in my leagues, and so I'm like, okay. So I grabbed him up, up when I could, and I, I know he's, he's gonna be a little raw, but man, if he if he figures out if he uh, hits, how to play wide receiver, uh, yeah. oh my gosh, because yeah. <laughs> he has DK Metcalf kind of upside, uh, maybe even maybe even higher, so. Uh, just could not avoid uh, adding him anywhere that I could. But, uh, two more players for you uh, that are kind of lower, uh, ADP, uh, freshmen that you think could, could break out uh, in year one or, um, you know, oh man, at least maybe uh, for a stint to where there, there's somebody who's seeing their value rise immensely.
1: Um, I mean, oh, true freshman i i don't know if i'm ready for two more i think <laughs> i can give you one you, though, while you give me while you're one while i while i'm scrolling through this and then uh and then i'll be ready for Good. you
2: so another player that i um i'm not sure how much uh market share he's gonna warrant uh right away uh but the lsu receiving room um uh, there's Mount neighbors and then a bunch of options i know they have Kyron lacy they, they brought in uh they've got a bunch of guys who uh are okay <laughs> like they lost uh who's what's his face beck or bet uh who transferred to yeah. uh tcu uh mason taylor he, he was kind of like their de facto wide receiver two at times at, at tight end anyway last year but the is gone uh and now uh, they still have brian thomas jr um but uh yeah I, to me it's like hey there's there's a prime opportunity for him to come in and be the wide receiver two alongside uh malik neighbors and so uh, Jalen Brown uh, is the LSU wide receiver who I see actually go after Shelton Sampson this year because it was, Shelton Sampson is the other high pedigree wide receiver. He's got a little bit, you know, quote unquote, better size. He's like six two or six three, uh, but Jalen Brown is 5'11, 170. So people are like, oh man, he's he's too small. He's not going to su- su- succeed or whatever. Uh, but he actually he's been that dude for a very long time. Like he's been fringe five star talent for three years already as a recruit. And uh, only recently was shoved down like around the top sixty or seventy range for most of the, the re- recruiting services, just because he never really filled out with his size. I think that was the main concern. But to me, he's like he's got all the traits. He's been a dominant force for three years in high school. has has fun production metrics there. Uh, did did so against uh, solid competition as well. And so to me, he's going to come in and be. Ready to beat out all these guys right away, and yet he's going in like the forties as well with J- J- uh, Jacoris Pedeway, and so those two wide receivers I had more, more so, uh, more more copies of than any any other this year just because they were cheaper everywhere. So I was like, okay, I'll just keep on adding them, uh, and I almost had a hundred percent on on Jalen Brown. So it's like a he and I like, like I him. almost had a hundred percent because like uh, I I can't not take him because he's got high pedigree, he has uh, a, like one of the best opportunities in a program that keeps sending wide receivers to the league. And so, um, yeah, sign me up for, for Jalen Brown.
1: I like it. I'm going to go a little deeper. I do have one copy of, uh, of Brown must've been in a league that we're not in together, but I'm going to go a little deep <laughs> here. I'm going to go to Missouri with Joshua Manning, big guy, six foot three. There's um, I mean, we know Luther burdens there, but outside of him, there's not a whole lot. Theo East came in, but we're not exactly sure what he's going to be. Uh, they're the, li- Leading receiver, um, transferred out to Georgia. He's not there, uh, Dominic Lovett. Uh, So I I like Joshua Manning. He's another uh, fast guy. Um, He was being uh, recruited by a lot of SEC teams. Um, He's not quite as fast as um, some of the guys we talked about already, but I could see him um, having a productive uh, season pretty early on. Um, I, I think he will be maybe not Starting game one, but come game four, game five, I think he'll be right in there and uh, and see some good use throughout the end of the throughout the end of the season.
2: Nice, I like it. I like it. And it uh, Deep these, cut. These players, are, <laughs> yeah, that, that is a lot deeper for sure. But I mean, it's not it's not crazy to suggest that given the absence of Dominic, Dominic Lovett, uh, they need somebody else to step up, and so that those kind of prime opportunities uh, make these guys who uh, were fringe undrafted in some of your leagues. Become super valuable by the end of their freshman year, and that's what we want. Um, and so, like, like two years ago, it was, it was Xavier Worthy, and who actually was not that deep of a cut. He was just ignored because of his size, really. He was like one sixty coming out of high school. Uh, last year, uh, it was Antonio Williams, who was kind of that that player in that same pedigree range, or like you know top seventy ish by the services, but people still didn't draft him anyway because ins offense had been questionable, and everyone liked the other guy. Um, uh, Adam, what's his face? Uh, the the bigger wide receiver there, Randall. Uh, and Adam then, Randall. Yeah, Adam Adam Randall. Yes. And then, uh, and then also, Barry and Brown was kind of like the obvious play last year for for at least. Yeah, uh, I thought it was pretty obvious. Um, and uh, but you know he was a lot of people kind of you know pushed his ADP up later in the summer. Um, but uh, you know especially if you drafted early, he was he was going way late. At this point though, I think Petaway, Jalen Brown, Joshua Manning, good bets for a decent opportunity another like deeper cut though for me like deep deep cut (laughs) for me there's two of them andy gene at florida and there's a trio of wide receivers at florida that are that could all be the future of that offense uh between eugene wilson aiden eisel and uh andy gene i think andy Andy gene is actually maybe the best one of the bunch even though he's got the lower pedigree from the services so i have him a lot of places he's somebody that i would see um taking a a significant role by years end, uh and then (laughs) This is somebody who who, uh, we kind of like discussed this at length uh, in one of our chats. But Rodney Gallagher of uh, West Virginia was a fringe five-star player mm, three years ago, I think, at this point. Um, And yet he just didn't add weight. And he kind of played quarterback and and continued playing quarterback rather than converting full-time to wide receiver uh, just because his team needed him to. And uh, he liked playing quarterback in high school. And so he was kind of a weird projection. And so he kept on getting pushed down in the services because he wasn't adding weight. And he wasn't changing yeah. position to focus on wide receiver, but, um, and he, he plays for West Virginia, so he doesn't get a lot of hype, but he's still a four star player. And he's like the crown jewel of this recruiting class for West Virginia this year. And, uh, they need him to kind of put, come in and be the, the immediate, like, starting side the for them. <laughs> yeah. Like, they need him, like, badly because they, they lost a lot of transfers out. They brought in some massive transfers in. Um, like, he's immediately going to be the most explosive player on the team. And so uh, he could have, like, that, you know, uh, discount uh, Luther Burden type season where like he he didn't cost you anything in the draft, but he's basically does the same thing, puts up maybe 500 total yards from scrimmage as a true freshman. And it then is in line to be the focus of the offense in year two, regardless of how good that offense might be at West Virginia. Um, right. And so he's just somebody that's hard to project because he just stayed at quarterback for so long, but he was an athlete that played both ways in high school. And he, he kind of always knew he was going to eventually have to switch to wide receiver. So maybe he starts a little bit slow, but he should be the focal point of that offense for basically his entire career at West Virginia. So yeah, that's, that's a good one. Yeah. But um a running back. There's a, there's a, we'll end with this. Cause I know you got to get out of here, but yeah, I got a flight uh,
1: to catch in a minute.
2: <laughs> yeah. There's uh there's like a tier of running backs that I see come off the board around the same range all over the place. And I'm not sure if you saw the same, but like Dontavius Braswell, uh kidrick roscano uh Braswell being at south carolina Riscano at uh, Ole miss mark fletcher at miami uh quentin joiner at usc and then caleb jackson as well at, at lsu like there's this group of five running backs that um i'm like man i kind of want all of them like can i just have all of them to just <laughs> yeah. see which one pans out like i like the talent of all of them not all they don't have you know immediate like direct routes to uh year one complete backfield ownership or anything but they all are in an in, in interesting spots where they could see change of pace work. Um, and maybe the team wants them to be the, the starter by year two. And if that is the case, like I want to have pieces of all of them. And so I do, I have like, I have two copies exactly of all five of those oh, guys. nice!
1: You planned it because, out.
2: Because yeah, I didn't, uh, I, I kind of did once I realized I could do it. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Like it says, do you have a favorite of that bunch? Because I know Riscano is like going to be playing second fiddle uh, to Quinn Judkins at Ole Miss for probably a couple of years. Um, but we've seen two backs be productive in yeah. offense. offense. Uh, he, he's it, the
1: one for me. Yeah, I have zero shares of any of these guys, unfortunately. Um, but he's the guy for me that, you know, once I saw how early he was going, I was like, do people not realize that Judkins is there? And then, you know, yeah. you, you, you dig yeah. a little deeper. and I mean, Judkins wasn't even the lead guy for most of the year last year, and he was able to produce from a touch basis, you know, like mm-hmm. – uh we, Zach Evans was there. Um, they still have Ulysses Bentley there, <laughs> but yeah. I don't think we have to worry about him anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so he, he's my favorite of that group. I, I think he'll still be able to produce early, and we've seen that they don't mind giving freshmen the rock. So um yeah. I think he could he could get on the field early and, and start to produce, um, not instead of but alongside Quinshawn Judkins.
2: Yeah, I, I like him too. I, I wish I could have gotten more of him. Oh, and Dante Dowdle, he's like right on the fringe of this range, like six guys. Uh, that are all going a similar the Oregon yeah. guy. Yeah. And uh, Dowdle is interesting to me because he's like the only back there that has size, you know, yeah. like James is almost there on the size, but Irving's small, Weddington small. Yeah. Uh, James is like almost there with the size, but like Dowdle's already bigger than probably all of them. And so yeah. if he comes in and could like be that feature back uh, body, like I, I have a couple of him too. Like I, I just I have, have one of have him, two yeah. of, of him, of these guys. Cause I don't know what to make of their immediate, immediate opportunity, but I was like, okay, I've got to, I've got to have some of these. Guys. I have to because I, yeah. I like the talent of literally all of them. Um, they're not necessarily elite guys, but they're probably going to be good college backs. Um, and I really like, you know, how productive Quentin Joiner was in in in, in uh, high school. Had back to back two thousand yard seasons. Braswell might be the starter by years end for South Carolina. Like they they need somebody to be a difference maker, and they don't really have one. Uh, so I, I get reaching for Braswell. Like he's, he's one of my favorites on the bunch and Mark Fletcher, like they've going uh, to, the, the people that I've, I've talked to are like, like, they're like, Hey, we want this guy to eventually be the starter. Like we want him to be that dude. And he's already has, he's already like 225 pounds. Like he's got feature back size. And so they're not guys I'm, I'm like reaching for, but they're guys I'm intrigued by. Caleb Jackson could be the guy by sophomore season. Like he's not going to do much this year. Like this whole bunch. Like I just, I want sprinkles of every single, every single one is what I'm getting at. Cause like, if I was going to bet on any of them to have the biggest impact by the end of the year one, it'd be Braswell for South Carolina. Um, Riscano could be in that mix too. But uh, Fletcher's size uh, lends me to believe he could have a, a really good chance at, at pro prospects as well because he has uh, some, some bursts that you don't typically see out of a 225-pound back. So right, all those right. guys are, are, are I, I want sprinkles of, and I would try to get my hands on at least – half of them in your league. I, I literally have half of them in one of my leagues because was like I'm just gonna go back to back to back I like and get it. these guys. So yeah, I think that's enough yeah, names to like put it. in the back of your hat and target. And we didn't talk about all the class um uh and we missed probably your favorite there's one. more Sorry. time we have time yeah we do we do have time but yeah football's not like it's college football not here. tonight not quite but... here yet yeah <laughs> yeah but uh yeah awesome. try to, try to get yeah this is good talking that, we went uh, through a bunch of thing. names we did. We did. But yeah. Awesome. Well, I'm going go uh, go to go catch the, catch the flight. And uh, yeah, I'm hey, off I to, I'm off of to
1: New Mexico. Yeah. Nice man. So, Safe but, travels. Follow us on Twitter at yes. FF
2: underscore Travis M at State Bunlico. Uh, subscribe to the show uh, on, on YouTube now. Check it out on Road Rotovis radio. Yeah. Uh, and you can also check it out, um, of course, on your, your favorite uh, podcast app, whatever that is. But yeah, uh, uh, until next time, uh, enjoy football season as it gets, kicks off. We'll be back with more College of Canton here soon.